Hello and welcome to Word Equals Faith. This is your host, Jose Reynaldo Torres. Welcome, folks, welcome. The title of today's message is called 911. Folks, the, it, it's amazing how that message came to me. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, we were studying the, the book of John, chapter 3. And when I came across uh, John chapter 3, verse 14, which says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. That's a powerful, powerful scripture that uh, spoke to me in a very powerful way. I, I didn't get that at first, and but it, it just bold-faced itself to me. And before we, we get to that a little, uh, let me just go over that, that chapter. Uh, John chapter 3 um, is, is a very interesting book and chapter how we see Nicodem Nicodemus, excuse me, Nicodemus, who's a high-ranking officer in the in part of the Sanhedrin. He's uh, ranked as a as a uh, Pharisee. Pharisee uh, today would be uh, an equivalent of uh, of an attorney, a judge, right? So he would he would have that high-ranking uh, education, and Jesus addresses him as a teacher. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night for the reason where he doesn't want to be seen with Jesus, right? He doesn't want to be seen. Uh, obviously, he's in the part of the Sanhedrin, which uh, these are the folks that actually arrested Jesus and gave him night court, a trial. And that sin, believe it or not, it's, it wasn't really a sin. It was the truth. Jesus was telling them who he really is. Uh, so they took that as, as Jesus uh, uh, being a blasphemer. And a blasphemer was, uh, a penalty was, was death, obviously. So uh, rewinding back to Nicodemus coming to Jesus at night and having this encounter with him, having this uh, dialogue with Jesus and Jesus tells him that he, he's not going to be able to see the kingdom unless he is born again. And so there's, there's two things that we take from that, because being born again means you have to just, that your way of life, what you've been taught by the earth, by the world, be put completely aside, and you have to be born of water and spirit. And this is where baptism comes in, where the celebration and the ceremony of baptism where you're washed, made cleansed and purified and then comes the Holy Spirit and dwells in you. Once the Holy Spirit dwells in you, this is your new birth and this is where you are now thinking and operating at a spiritual level versus a fleshly level. And this is what Jesus is trying to teach Nicodemus. However, Nicodemus doesn't understand he goes back and tells Jesus, how can a man enter? How can a man be born again? Can he, does he enter his mother's womb for the second time and then be born again that way? 
And Jesus says, you being a teacher, don't understand what I am teaching you? What if I taught you about heavenly things? You would now not understand. So Jesus now sees that here Nicodemus doesn't understand what he's teaching, what he's teaching and trying to convey. And even today, some of us do struggle with that, right? How do we are born again? I just gave you uh, uh, some details on how that is achieved, right? How you are born again means you leave the things that you were doing. Now, living a, if we're living a sinful life right now, we have to leave that way of life and be born again as a spiritual being, doing be things of the Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit. And that's our new birth. Now we can see things. We can see how to feed the hungry, how to clothe the naked, how to visit the sick, and how to... Um, visit the ones that are in prison and minister unto them and witness to them and to witness to the world. This is where the spiritual guidance comes into place in the spiritual birth where you now know who you truly are, which are you are a spiritual being led by the Holy Spirit to continue to build his kingdom, which is based on those things, right? It's not a physical kingdom. This is why it's real hard for folks to really process it and see it. And this is why Nicodemus was struggling with that too. He couldn't see a spiritual kingdom. He wanted to see a physical kingdom. Anyway, Jesus says, well, let me tell you something that you can relate to then. Let me give you the bottom line here. And he gives them the following verse in uh, John chapter 3, verse 14, which says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. So folks, Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus in language and using scripture that Nicodemus is very familiar with. He knows the book of Moses. He knows exactly that verse. And for me, that caused such a curiosity that I, I started looking for that myself and saying, what verse is this? You know, which, which verse is, is Jesus quoting? Because he, he doesn't say it there. He just tells Nicodemus. But Nicodemus knows exactly what scripture to go to. Mind you, he's a Pharisee. So to, to reach that rank, there's a lot of studies. I mean, this is like double doctorate. Uh, in today's equivalent. I mean, it's just a lot of education, a lot of reading, a lot of studying. So Nicodemus does know exactly what scripture Jesus is talking about. But I looked at that myself, and I, I did come across it. It is Numbers 21, verse 9 that he's quoting. And that blew me away when I read, when I first read that. I had read that in the past, but it didn't speak to me the way it did that day. I mean, for me to read Numbers 21 and see that, uh, and I will go ahead and read it real quick it's, it's, and see what transpired here. It says that in Numbers chapter 21, verse 9, it says, Moses made a bronze snake and put it on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. Now, in some translations, it says a fiery snake. It says a fiery serpent. 
And this is something that blew me away because I do see that symbol all over today as, I, as I'm meditating and as I'm praying. I can see that symbol. And that symbol is so heavily used today at a global scale. I mean, I did so much uh, research on, on the search engine trying to see where do they get this? Where do they get this symbol from that we see today? And that symbol, we see it on every emergency vehicle, every 911 vehicle uh, uh, on the EMT. It, it's, it's, it's on the side of the ambulances. You'll see it. It's a, it's a symbol of a snake on a pole with a star on it. This is the fire that, you know, this is the fiery snake, right? This is all what Moses was doing. And it's like whoever looks on, upon that snake will live. Back in the days, it was more, it, it, this is a healing process. And this is what we're using today on our ambulatory uh, services globally. I mean, if you go anywhere in the world, you're going to see that symbol on an ambulance. It is amazing how that symbol is being used today. And when you research, it doesn't really tell you where, they get, where we get that symbol from. It just says it was accepted and it's agreed upon. It does point to like a mythical god back in, uh, in the ancient times from Greece. But I'm sure Greece at one time, I don't know if it was through Alexander the Great. I mean, I really didn't see any connections. Um, however, I can imagine it must have been when Alexander the Great headed towards Egypt. And sure enough, he must have seen that symbol at, at one point. Anyway, it comes from Moses. God tells him to build, to make that symbol. And the reason he says that is because it's found in that book of uh, Numbers chapter 21. So if you read the whole verse, you'll see, you, you see, I'm sorry, if you read the whole chapter, you'll see where I get it from. Moses has stepped away to speak to God and in his absence, the children of Israel became very, very irritable and became impatient and actually started bad-mouthing Moses and God. They started speaking and, and, uh, in a bad way, right? They started mocking and started uh, making fun and making some comments that ought not to be made. Uh, not, I mean, obviously we can speak to God and we can communicate, but they, they took it to the next level where it was disrespectful, very disrespectful and, and offensive. So God allowed these fiery serpents to come and bite the children of Israel in the wilderness. Now, mind you, fiery to them means a poisonous and venomous serpent. It meant that uh, th these serpents were not fire, like uh, that glow in the dark or on, on fire, that, not, or that they spit out fire. No, it is venom when the snake bites that venom goes into the flesh and it becomes very poisonous and it feels like your blood is on fire. Hence the name fiery snake. So once that um, venom is in the blood, that's what makes it burn and they feel that. So again, that's what makes it that, that's why they say this fiery serpent, right? They describe it in that fire in the, in the blood. And that's the, the image that we see in the ambulance, right? We see a snake, on a pole, 
and there's a star that appears to be like fire, right? It's a spark. It's, a, it's that symbol that we read about in uh, Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. And the reason God did that was because of the uh, intercession. Moses interceded on behalf of the people and spoke to the Lord and, and pleaded uh, for him to have mercy. People are going to say all kinds of stuff, right? And sometimes be dis disrespectful. It's okay to speak to God and, and give him your honest, God, honest truth about how you're feeling in that current situation you're in. However, we ought to always be in reverence. And that's something that we learned from that verse, right? But we fast forward back to Nicodemus's conversation as Jesus reveals one thing, which we read about in um, John chapter 3. Verse 14, how it, Jesus tells him, he's speaking to him in a, in a language that he understands now. Um, he told him about being born again, but uh, Nicodemus just doesn't understand that, can't grasp it. Uh, we have an advantage today that we have the, the gospel and it breaks it down for us in a way. We have Bible studies. We have so many ways to dissect verses and, and process it. Uh, however, Nicodemus was, um, and, and this is the reason why Jesus kept telling him, you must be born again, meaning that all the doctorate, all the, uh, I mean, multiple uh, doctoral uh, degrees, right, at the law, at the all levels of education that a Pharisee must go through to reach that title. It, it really has a lot of, a lot of study. And uh, Nicodemus, because of the, the studying that he did, couldn't receive something new, right? Something new that Jesus was revealing in plain terms, in plain terms. And sometimes we have this with scientists. When we speak to scientists, they're thinking about such a, you know, these formulas and physics and so on and so forth that when you tell them something about faith, they just can't grasp it. They won't grasp it unless you break it down in a way where they can understand it. Uh, so Jesus does that with Nicodemus. He, he just tells him straight up, just the way that serpent was risen on that pole and, and, and those that were bitten afterwards from these uh, poisonous um, serpents were no longer dying from it. They were actually received healing. And that's what that ambulance does for us, right? It's healing. It's a mobile healing. Mobile transportation, right? People are getting hurt all over the world. And that symbol means healing. It's a global accepted symbol for those that are going through some sort of uh, illness or sometimes trauma, right? Sometimes it's a physical trauma, an accident, whatever. You fill in the blanks, right? And those ambulances are dispatched to the location. And those folks are being administered, right? They're administered some healing at that point. Amazing, right? <laughs> How that symbol started with Moses. And it's in today's environment. We just don't realize it. We, the next time you see an ambulance go by, look at that symbol real quick. So you, and then you'll know exactly where that comes from. However, Jesus says he's going to be that symbol going forward. This is what he's telling Nicodemus, that I have something more powerful than that serpent on that pole, than that fiery symbol that saved many back then, now Jesus is that symbol on that cross where he will take our sin depth and heal us 
from our sinful nature and allow us to be healed, to receive eternal life. And because of that, we will always be eternally present in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Amazing, right? Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. Quick shout out to him. Um, amazing how the, the love and the grace that he would substitute us on the cross so that every time we see that symbol, we can bring many others to believe and to believe by seeing the demonstration of love and compassion that he would take our place on that cross. So we thank Jesus for doing that. Hopefully, brothers and sisters in Christ, this message has touched you in a way where you have now the new symbol, which is Jesus on that cross, that is a demonstration of the power of God's mercy and grace to take our place on the cross. And because of his resurrection, we too can resurrect and be in his presence. Amazing. So brothers, hopefully, uh, and sisters, hopefully this message has touched you in the way that it touched me. And uh, hopefully you, if for some of you, it'll be confirmation. And for some of you, it'll be a new perspective. Uh, so we pray that you'll be blessed by that. With that being said, stay blessed. Mm -hmm.